Another body found in Lady Bird Lake, what police are telling us now about the discovery. And near record heat this evening as this relentless heat wave, relentless heat wave peaks, we'll show you when to expect some relief in first warning weather. And as Donald Trump's lead over his opponents grows in the race for the White House, so do his legal battles, what his rivals are saying about the impact they're having on the election. And thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Mike Rush. We are learning more about a body authorities pulled out of Lady Bird Lake at around 1030 this morning. Austin Fire says the body was found around West Cesar Chavez Street near near where Barton Creek comes into the lake. And this marks the fifth person recovered from the lake just this year. And KXAN's Jayla Washington is near where that body was found. So Jayla, what can you tell us at this time? Hey, uh, Jennifer and Mike. Yeah, police not saying much so far about who exactly that person was. All that they are telling us is that it was a man. You guys mentioned this happened off of Cesar Chavez. We're near the gazebo, near this popular trail a lot of people like to use. Also, of course, we know Austin High School is nearby to the east of us. I want to get you to some video of investigators working the scene earlier. Multiple officers, including medical examiners, were out here at around 1030 this morning. They say they got a call that someone was in the lake. APD called it a welfare check. They say that person was pronounced officially dead just before 11 this morning, but investigators, we saw them here until about one this afternoon. Now this unfortunately familiar for Austin at this point, as you mentioned, Jennifer and Mike, the fifth similar incident just this year. We tend to walk out here a lot, and um, but unfortunately, it doesn't surprise us when we see it. But yeah, it does still freak you out. And I understand the public has concerns. All these death investigations uh, occur independently. I would release information if I if there was information that uh, there were, that was concerning. Sergeant Nowski you just heard from, he went on to talk about just how dangerous this lake can really be, really asking everyone to think twice about just being extra safe out here. Now, uh, they haven't said whether or not that person actually drowned, but of course they're not ruling out foul play at this point either. Uh, we are expecting updates within the next few days, but of course we know that investigations like this do just unfortunately take time. Mike. All right, Jayla, thank you. And as we mentioned, this is the fifth body authorities recovered from the lake this year. On KXAN.com right now, we have a map of where they were found, APD's findings, autopsy reports, and much more. Just search tracking deaths near Lady Bird Lake on KXAN.com. And also breaking today, you're looking live at the Capitol right now where Governor Greg Abbott announced special session number two. He's calling lawmakers back to provide lasting property tax cuts for Texans. So the special session began at three today. The Texas House and Senate approved separate property tax plans but didn't come to an agreement during the first special session. We'll of course dig into this continued battle on KXAN News at six o'clock. And another developing story today, police are investigating a shooting involving a child in South Austin. Last night, officers were called to the bridge at Asher Apartments. That's on I-35 near Onion Creek around 1030. Now they tell us the incident involved juveniles, but wouldn't say who shot the child. Austin Travis County EMS says the child was taken to a local hospital with critical injuries. Police say no one has been arrested. And of course, once we have more information, we'll let you know. Let's take a live look now out at Lake Travis. Not telling you anything you don't already know, it is hot out there today and the 12th triple digit day this summer. Many people want to be out on the lake in this heat, but a heads up for those of you who use the boat ramp at Mansfield Dam Park, 
it will be closed beginning this coming Friday because of the low water levels at the lake, which you can see right there. Yeah, and David, this means there really aren't a lot of options, right, left for boaters who put in on Lake Travis. This means there's about to only be one public boat ramp again mm -hmm. open on Lake Travis. Uh, this is a big deal because if you trailer your boat to that area, this is really your only way to get in. Now, as you see on this map, the only one that will be open soon after uh, Mansfield Dam Park closes is up the lake a ways at Pace Bend. You can also see in this story on KXAN.com, Lake Travis, look at that, it's at its lowest level since 2015, more than eight years ago. It was May 2015, it was last this bad. Here we are right now in the current temperatures. It is hot everywhere. We have come within a one degree of the record so far at Austin. 104 at Camp Mabry, 101 in LaGrange, 106 is showing up in San Saba and, Lam and uh, Lano counties. We have an excessive heat warning there through 9 p.m., a heat advisory for the rest of us, including Austin, through 9 p.m. tomorrow. Coming up, we are finally tracking a welcome pattern change, and as we have been warning you for about a week, high temperatures will soon dip below 100. Daily rain chances begin. I'll help you plan for what's coming our way, including for the 4th of July weekend. Next in First Warning Weather. All right, David, thank you. The Supreme Court today upheld the power of state courts to review state laws governing federal elections. In a 6-3 to three decision, the court ruled the North Carolina Supreme Court was within its authority when it found that a Republican-drawn map of the state's congressional districts was a partisan gerrymander under the state's constitution. Now, the ruling dismissed the argument known as, quote, independent state legislature theory, which some Republicans believe limits the authority of state courts to strike down election laws. Conservatives had hoped that the high court would broaden the power of state legislatures, which are often under GOP control. Meanwhile, voting rights groups applauded the decision, believing that it closes a path to what could have been a radical overhaul of the nation's election laws. Former President Donald Trump's lead over his rivals is growing. At the same time, his legal trouble, troubles are too. And today, several GOP presidential candidates are taking their message to New Hampshire fighting to break through the noise from new developments in the federal classified documents case against the former president. NBC's Alice Barr has the details on a newly surfaced audio recording of Mr. Trump appearing to speak about classified material. A busy day on the campaign trail for Republican presidential hopefuls, once again overshadowed by legal troubles for the frontrunner, former President Trump. This was done by the military, given to me. An audio recording that's expected to be used as evidence, revealing Mr. Trump appearing to acknowledge he knowingly held on to a classified Defense Department document about a potential attack on Iran, and then bringing it out during a 2021 meeting at his New Jersey golf club with two staffers and a writer and publisher. It is like highly confidential yeah. secret. <laughs> this is secret information. The former president has repeatedly claimed that before he left office, he declassified all the materials he took with him, but the recording appears to contradict that. Yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified yeah. it. Now I can't, you know, but this is yeah, classified. Now, now we have a problem. Mr. Trump denies federal charges of mishandling sensitive national security material and obstructing the government's efforts to get it back. We did absolutely nothing wrong. Without evidence, he's accusing the special counsel of illegally leaking and spinning the audio recording, today calling the indictment. A great, great, beautiful badge of honor and courage. His top GOP rival today alluding to the impact the frontrunner's baggage could have on the 2024 election. If it's about relitigating things that happen 
two, three years ago, we're going to lose. But the former president's poll numbers are up since the latest indictment. A new national NBC News poll shows him with backing from 51% of GOP primary voters. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropping to 22%. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Still to come, Delta is recording record profits. Why fuel prices may be the reason for the gain. And the search is on for a man who vandalized Rome's Coliseum. How much the last person who did it was charged? Demand for travel is surging and Delta Airlines is telling investors it has fueled a surge in profits. Delta CEO says this year's second quarter will be the highest second quarter earnings in company history. Along with high consumer demand, Delta and other airlines are loving falling fuel prices, which are down about 30% compared to this time last year. Now the airline says there are more customers willing to buy expensive seats from those with extra leg room to first class. Premium revenue is expected to hold 35% share of total revenue. A man could face charges for vandalizing the Coliseum in Rome if police managed to track him down. Ryan Lutz from California was visiting the Coliseum when he saw another man carving names into one of the seven wonders of the world. Lutz took a video of it and confronted the man, but he didn't seem to care. The carving read Ivan plus Haley 23. Tourists have been punished for carving into the Coliseum before. A few years ago, a Russian visitor was fined $20,000 and given a four-month prison sentence for carving the letter K into the brick. Ascension Seton nurses on strike, the largest one in Texas. We get an update on how it's impacting local patients. And remember, if the pavement is too hot for your bare hand, it is too hot for your dog's paws. So excited to debut a new tool for you on KXAN.com, the Austin Dog Walking Temperature. Check it out at the bottom of the screen. The estimated pavement temperature right now in Austin, 151 degrees. Our geniuses on the digital team devised this, which uses the current temperature and the angle of the sun. Bookmark this. Go into the weather tab on KXAN.com and find Austin dog walking temperatures. Good reminder to maybe wait until sundown tonight to walk. We'll have your forecast finally with some relief after this. Hundreds of nurses spent the day on strike outside Seton Main Medical Center in central Austin. They're concerned over staffing levels. But that's not all. Nabil Ramadna shows us what they hope to achieve and how their strike impacts daily operations. A sea of red. Outside Ascension Seton on 35th Street. Matthew Clark, a nurse on strike. This is the largest strike, nurses strike in the history of the state of Texas. The one day strike is to protest management's resistance to bargain in good faith. Clark says negotiations for a contract have gone on for months. They want their voices to be heard in the workplace, but that's not all. We want adequate and safe staffing. Samantha Steele and Taylor Crittenden have both been at Seton, Maine for years. I want the staffing ratios to be better. They're taking away like our supportive staff. Those are folks that are really um, integral to the care that we're able to provide. Christy Zimmerman saw the nurses as she stopped by to see her friend at the hospital. It does leave some concerns because obviously there's a very large group of nurses that are not happy. Ascension tells us it is well prepared to continue to provide provide patient-centered, holistic care during this unfortunate strike. They've partnered with a staffing agency to fill positions. 
Zimmerman says her friend has had no issues so far. She's getting really good care. Ascension says they are disappointed. National Nurses United made the decision to proceed with a strike, especially given the hardship this presents. Clark says patient care is important. That's why nurses need to be heard. This isn't nurse neglect. This isn't nurses walking out. This is nurses standing up. The Bill Ramadna, KXAN News. And the hospital group also says registered nurses who do not work today cannot return to work until the morning of July 1st. And that's because the replacement agency's contract for replacement nurses to work a minimum of four days starting the first day of the strike. The nurses union says the three-day lockout has failed to intimidate them. Going in depth, Texas isn't the only state facing strikes. National Nurses United, one of the unions striking at Ascension Seton, is also a part of the largest nurses strike in Kansas history which starts today. Their strike is planned to run three days. Nurses there say long hours and short staffing have led to unsafe working conditions. The two hospitals impacted in Kansas are also both owned by Ascension. Other recent strikes have ended up increasing pay for nurses. In January, several private hospitals reached agreements with nurses striking in New York, leading to raises totaling an extra 19% over the next three years. And then back in September of last year, 15,000 nurses yeah, like in Minneapolis and St. Paul went on strike for multiple days. A second strike was avoided after hospitals agreed to give the nurses close to 20% in raises. A survey from AMN Healthcare released last month showed 70% of the 18,000 nurses surveyed across the country said they felt their job was dangerous to their health. That's up 20% from two years ago. More than three quarters said that they felt emotionally drained, which is up from 62% back in 2021. 94% of those surveyed said there is a moderate to severe shortage of nurses in their area. Certainly a very, very difficult job for sure. And, um, gets resolved there. Let's talk about the forecast. Now, did I hear you correctly, David, in our meeting? <laughs> this was um, the 12th day tr of triple digits this year. Correct. And in the entirety of 2021 yep. were 12 days. That's oh. it. Do you Sometimes I that? listen it's, to meetings, it's, don't it's, I? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very uh, much. Two years ago, it was such a mild and wet summer. Yeah. It seems like it's been decades since that, though. Of course, last year was much rougher. Today, very, very hot again. Here we are on Lake Marble Falls. There's a boater out there with some tubers in Enjoying the evening. A little jet ski there on the left side. Your River City Grill Highland Furniture Center cam always taking you out to the lakes even when you are stuck at home or in your office. Go to KXAN.com. Look at the temperatures out there. This is crazy. It is July or August-like again in June. 103 in Kingsland and Horseshoe Bay. 106 awful in San Saba County, Mason County. Not much relief here in the Austin area. It's 101 in Leander. 104s at this hour from Lakeway to Camp Mabry. East of I-35, it is in the upper 90s to lower 100s, 100 right now in Muldoon and higher than that all throughout uh, Milam County. Our summer fan drive is really starting to ramp up. Remember, this is our yearly partnership, which is such a privilege for us to do with Family Elder Care. Save the date, July 14th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. We'll be here at KXAN and also in Round Rock at the Whittlesea Landscape Supply Company or go to kxan.com simplehealth to make a donation now. You can also use this QR code if you'd like to donate fans or funds to keep our neighbors without AC cool. And yes, there are thousands of them if you can believe that. A classic kind of early August pattern setting up. We've got this ring of fire high pressure right over us, diverting all the clouds and rain to New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. Nothing in the meantime overhead. But finally, relief is getting closer. And believe me, I am counting the days as well. 
this awfully strong heat ridge by June standards starts to shift a little bit farther east by the day, beginning tomorrow and then amplifying by Friday and really kind of going away by this weekend. That is going to start to shave a little bit off of our high temperatures tomorrow or certainly later in the week. Now today, so far we've hit 105. We may end up at 106 in the next hour. Tomorrow you will not feel much difference, but then the temperatures really continue to ramp down steadily to the point where the 3rd and 4th of July are finally under 100. Thank goodness in Austin and kind of back to normal. 95 is typical for this time of the year. We've just been so much hotter than that for recent memory. And the shifting of that heat ridge is also going to reintroduce a daily chance of showers and storms, not for the next few days, but by Sunday through the 4th of July, about a 20% shot. And that chance may actually go up beyond that next week. In the tropics, nothing immediately threatening the Gulf of Mexico, nor us here in Texas, but Tropical Storm Adrian, pretty impressive, formed very quickly in the eastern Pacific today. This is just moving out into the open Pacific Ocean, not toward the U.S., another little area of investigation. We call it an invest with only a 20% chance of development off the east coast. No major threats to us at this time. Tonight's forecast, mild and breezy. Thanks to a little drop in humidity compared to last week, we're not setting overnight low records anymore, thank goodness. 76, not bad by morning. Tomorrow, you won't notice a lot of relief yet. It is still quite hot. 105, awfully close to the record 106 for tomorrow, set back in 2013. We may actually set a record on Friday, even as the temperatures trend down. That's just kind of a coincidence. The final day of the month has a low record high at just 101. After the weekend, look at that, upper 90s, feeling refreshing by the 4th of July holiday. Do plan for a couple isolated storms that'll be possible before fireworks time in the evening. And look at this, what are the normal weather expected next work week, July 3rd through 7th? One year after 53 migrants were found dead in a tractor trailer, four men are behind bars. The sentence they can now face. One year ago today, a tractor trailer packed with migrants was found in the stifling Texas heat in San Antonio. 53 migrants died. And now today on the one year anniversary, authorities are announcing four more arrests in this case. The four men, all Mexican nationals, were arrested in Texas. Investigators say they brought migrants from Honduras, Guatemala and Mexico into the U.S. They say the men knew the trailer's air conditioning did not work. 53 lives lost. It is my prayer that this superseding indictment in the arrests of these four additional defendants will provide some measure of justice for the men, women, and children who suffered as a result of this terrible tragedy. All of the defendants could face life in prison if convicted. Two other men arrested in connection with the case are awaiting trial later this year. Tonight on KXAN, it's America's Got Talent at 7, then Hot Wheels at 9, right before KXAN News at 10 o'clock. Or join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on The CW Austin. Here's where you can find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.